there, friend. You're listening to the Sparrow Parents Podcast, where parents can be resourced and supported for ministry in their homes. I'm your host, Pastor Beth Goodberry, and I am so excited that you're here with me today. Stay tuned. This month, we're diving into family meeting. Family meeting is an intentional time where the whole family comes together. There are many different ways a successful family meeting might take shape. For instance, you might all be snuggled up on the couch together under a blanket or sitting around the table with a dessert. It really just depends on what your goals are for family meeting. So last week we talked about the prep of family meeting, and if you missed that episode and you've never done a family meeting before, that is the place to start. Now, uh, there was a worksheet that we worked through together with our spouse in a two-parent household, and um, if you have completed that, you've already prepped, then you're ready for our next step, which is what we're going to talk about today. That is the basics of family meeting. Now, today, as we talk about the basics, we're going to go through what is our goal, um, what is our schedule or our agenda for family meeting, jobs and responsibilities responsibilities, who's going to take over what during family meeting, and then the rules of family meeting. Now, I really hope that that worksheet was helpful for you. If you want to receive more resources like that, please let me know in the comments section of my website, and I will do that. I'll provide more resources like it. I don't have a worksheet to go along with today's episode, but I will be posting a blog post on this episode about the basics of family meetings. So there will be some sort of written reference for you if you are more of a visual learner. So the first step in our basics is the goal. So let's just dive right into that. So as we really dive into what our family meeting looks like and we figure out what the basics of that is, the first step, of course, is to define what our goal is. What is it that you want to accomplish by doing family meeting? Now, we did touch on this last week, so make sure that you get on the same page with your spouse. We talked about that a lot last week. That was the purpose of the worksheet. And if you do need access to that worksheet, you can visit my website, which is sparrowkidsministries.com podcast, and you will find the link to that worksheet. You can download it print it, and uh, go ahead and just fill that out with your spouse. That will really help you get on the same same page together. Um, So you really need to figure out what you want to accomplish with your goal. So the big question really for this is what is your family situation right now? Because as we know, our goals are going to change as our family changes. And hopefully, as we are setting goals that are attainable, um, we are actually meeting those goals. And that means that then we are setting new goals. So what is your family situation right now? What do you need to work on together as a family? Now, whatever this goal is, you're going to keep it at the top of your family meeting. You're going to keep it in the back of your mind as you write your agenda. Go ahead and write it down. Um, That is, again, why this worksheet is really helpful. 
write down what your goal is for family meeting. You might want to create a folder or a binder for all of your family meeting documents so that you can easily reference all of your information. And you can go ahead and write that goal that you have for family meeting right there on the first page in that binder. Um, remember that this goal is going to change. That is totally okay, and in fact, that is good. So as we write goals, we want to write, it's called SMART goals. Now, this isn't something I came up with. I have no idea where it came from. Um, it's just kind of one of those things that you hear people talking about, and it's very, very helpful when you write goals. So SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, um, each letter stands for a word. So when you're writing your goals, then you you focus in on these, what is it, five different words to make sure that your goal is, uh, is reasonable, is, is going to be met, right? So the S in SMART stands for specific. S is specific. So you want to be able to answer questions like, who does this involve? What is it? When? Where? Why? Um, which is another question that you ask when uh, when you're asking this, is it spe a specific goal? And that includes like what what variables um, and and resources are required to meet this goal? Which variables and resources? Um, so so think through that. Like as you have already written out your goal for family meeting, is it a specific goal? What would you have to add in to what you've already written to make it a specific goal? The M in SMART stands for measurable. So is your goal measurable? Are you able to track your progress somehow? So these are questions like how much or how many? Um, it, or how will I know how I've achieved my goal? Now, usually when you think about having a measurable goal, you think of numbers, you know, like what percentage or how much money or, you know, things like that. But remember that to have a measurable goal, it doesn't always have to be numbers. There really just has to be a specific aspect that will let you know that you have achieved your goal. So what is that aspect? Write that right into your goal. Um, add that in if it's not already a measurable goal. Then the A in SMART, so we've got specific, measurable, and then we're up to A, which is actionable or attainable. So this just means plan it. How? How can you accomplish this goal? What steps do you need to take to meet your goal? Make sure that it's something that you can control or with your kids, something that they can control. How are you going to actually make this happen? The R in SMART stands for realistic. Do I have access to the resources that I need? Now, with your kids, the smaller the goal, the better. Just like their attention span, their perseverance with goals is quite short, especially for your little kids. Now, help them succeed with the goals you're setting by making it realistic that they will achieve these goals in a realistic time frame for their age. And that really just spills into the T, which is timely. So in order to have SMART goals, you need to make sure that you have written into it specific, measurable, actionable, and realistic and timely um, aspects into your goal. 
So once you've taken a look at your goals and made sure that they are SMART goals, then you want to figure out what your schedule or what your agenda is. Now this is going to be the bulk of today's episode um, as we figure out what the agenda is. So first of all, let's talk about why agendas are important. Um, This can be really hard for some people who just aren't into planning and schedules and calendars and making lists, Um, but schedules for a family meeting or the agenda for family meeting is very, very important, especially for your kids. So one reason why it's so important is that it keeps consistency. Kids and parents will know what to expect and they'll be more likely to participate if they can prepare for what's ahead in family meeting. It also keeps you on time, and we talked about this a little bit last week. A family meeting that takes a very long time, especially for a busy family, is not going to be as productive as a very timely family meeting. It also keeps you focused on your goal. When you write an agenda, you know, the whole reason why you're implementing family meeting in the first place is your goal. And so putting that at the top and figuring out exactly what you're going to do at every family meeting um, keeps you focused on your goal. And we're going to talk about that when we get into the middle of family meeting. So I've actually split family meeting into three different parts. The first is uh, we want to start our family meeting with connecting with one another. This gives everyone a chance to talk if they want to and share what's on their minds. It breaks the ice so that when you get into the meat of family meeting, people are more comfortable talking and sharing. So you can include something like icebreaker games, which you can find on Google or Pinterest. Um, You could play a card game to just kind of get everybody talking. You could come up with a secret handshake that only your family knows. And coming up with that together could be something that you do at the very first family meeting. You could use conversation starters. You know, you can find those online. Um, You could also, you can buy little conversation starter games. um, And you could just, you know, pull out one of the cards that, or one of the questions that you find online and and just ask a question or, or start the conversation like that just to get people talking. You could have it a little bit more structured where every family meeting to start out, everyone goes around the table and shares how they're feeling today. Um, Maybe, especially if you have little kids, you know, in classrooms, the teachers will often do some sort of circle time or morning meeting where the kids put their picture up under a column that says how they're feeling. So they're feeling happy or tired or sad or angry or anxious. Um, You could do something like that if your kids are very visual. Uh, That's especially for younger kids. If you have teenagers in your house, you probably don't want to do something like that with them. But you could implement everybody sharing how they're feeling today and why they're feeling that way if they can put words to that. So after you've broken the ice at family meeting, you've done something that that engages everybody, gets everybody talking. I mean, that really is the goal of, of that very first step to family meeting. The middle of your family meeting really is the meat. This is, you know, go back to your goal because this is what you where you want to accomplish that goal. You want to be working toward that goal. 
So what do you need to accomplish your goals for your family? So I gave you some examples last week of some goals that you might have for family meeting. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through those goal ideas and give you some suggestions of what the meat of your family meeting might look like if you have that particular goal. So hopefully this is helpful to you if you really have no idea what you want to do with the middle of your family meeting time. So one of the examples that I gave in our worksheet last week was a goal of connecting with each other and encouraging one another. So a couple of ideas I have for you if that is your goal, that you really just need to connect and encourage one another right now in your family, is one idea is make time for compliments and appreciations. Now, you'll have to coach your kids on how to do this. Um, so you're, you and your spouse are going to have to start this conversation. Um, start out with the, by doing the compliments and appreciations, and then allow your kids to follow your lead. One idea um, for getting kids started with, with compliments and appreciations is maybe a sentence starter each week um, just to help th get them started and understand what it means to do compliments and appreciations. Some of the ideas I shared at the beginning would be great for you here if this is your goal of connecting and encouraging one another. Maybe this is when you implement another one of those ideas, like a card game, an icebreaker game, a secret handshake, something like that. You could also do a sharing time. Maybe there's a question you always ask, like, what was the best part of the week and the worst part of your week? Um, if your goal is to connect and encourage, then you really want to get everybody talking around the table. So keep that in mind as you plan out your agenda for family meeting. Now maybe your goal was different. Maybe your goal was to help get everybody on the same page. So some ideas of what you can include in your agenda if this is your main goal is maybe you share what's happening this week with a calendar time. You just kind of go through the calendar. Maybe you go through the menu for the week. Um, maybe you make sure the kids remember any big assignments they have due at school. This would be especially for your younger elementary, your older elementary kids. But even teenagers sometimes need reminders of these kinds of things. And it just helps get everybody on the same page. If there's a big assignment they have due that you're going to have to run to the store to buy a poster board or glue sticks or anything like that for, then that gets everybody on the same page. And that really does also get your teenagers or your, your older kids involved in family meeting and engaged in family meeting. They know that they need to share that kind of information with you at family meeting every single week. You can allow for conversation during this time, especially with teenagers, so that everyone has input into what's happening in the week. So as you do your calendar, you could you could ask some question like, is there anything else you want to do on Monday? Or look, Wednesday, we really don't have anything going on in the evening. Do you like that? Do you want to just hang out at home? Or do you want to invite a friend over? That's another question you can ask if you're wanting to get everyone on the same page. Is there anyone we should invite over this week? Are there any friends that you want to have over? Or maybe you've been invited over to a friend's house. Let's make sure that that gets on the calendar right now so that everybody continues to be on the same page throughout the week.
Now, if your goal is discipline or helping your kids be more obedient, then your goal, then your um, meet time of the agenda is going to look a little bit different. So you're going to want to set a specific goal for your kids, um, and that is really going to be key here. You need to narrow down your goal to address one particular aspect of discipline or obedience. Now, once you've done this, you'll be able to identify exactly what you want to do in your family meeting. Um, so you're going to want to implement some sort of reward system at your family meeting. Now, if you've got younger kids, maybe you use a sticker chart or a marble jar. Um, maybe if you have older kids, you're going to start doing allowance based on their grades or based on a specific behavior. You know, you're, you're in by curfew or, or whatever it may be. And once you have implemented the reward system for a while, your kids will be ready for you to implement a consequence system. So now, if you're doing the marble jar and you've been doing the marble jar for a couple of weeks for good behavior, well now we're implementing the loss of marbles for bad behavior. Um, you're going to come up with some specific consequences based on specific behaviors. You could make a chart together at family meeting and to let the kids speak into it, you know, like we've been talking about. Um, now you're going to want to do this with your spouse first to kind of get a baseline, but leave it open-ended so enough that the kids can feel like they have a voice in what the um, consequences are. And you might be surprised they may come up with some things that would be a better consequence than maybe what you had thought of on your own. Um, so if you're not doing some sort of marble jar or sticker chart or something like that where you can take away marbles or buttons or whatever it may be, then um, my suggestion is to make a chart of this is the behavior and then this is the consequence of that behavior. And this does work. I mean, we have done this with our kids in the past. What we have found um, in our home, now our oldest is almost eight and our youngest is almost three, uh, but what we've found in our home is that in different seasons of life, our kids respond better to different strategies of discipline. And so when, and especially because of that, because we do find that we change our strategy somewhat often, the family meeting, implementing it at family meeting is very, very important. And our kids can expect to find out what we're going to be doing before we implement it. That is very, very key for us. If you have a different goal, um, maybe your goal is to take a break from screen time. <laughs> maybe your kids are always, and maybe you and your spouse are just always looking at screens, be it your phone or your tablet or the TV. Family meeting can be a time where you are filling everybody's toolbox with options other than screens so that hopefully everyone will implement these ideas throughout their day as well. Um, so one key for this goal is going to be to have a place for all the screens to be during family meeting out of earshot. Now, maybe you make a rule that 
phones need to be silenced and charging in the bedrooms. Or maybe there's a certain basket that everybody puts their tablets for, for family meeting. Whatever that might be. But if your goal is to take a break from screens, make sure that you are setting up um, the, the area where you are in order for that goal to be achieved. And so now you're going to do something together that's going to give your kids and yourselves an idea of something else that you can do throughout the week other than being on a screen. So playing a game together is a really good idea. Maybe this is where you take a walk together. Um, with little kids, you could play with chalk. You could do a craft together. Um, one idea that I think would be really cool is to bake together or make a meal together. You know, if you're, if you're doing this right before lunchtime on Saturday or right before dinner time, you know, you could make that meal all together without any screens in the room. You could build a fort together every week. <laughs> you could go through a chapter book together. I really like this idea, especially if you're just starting off implementing like a screen-free time or something like that in your household, um, and you feel like your kids especially are, are going to have a hard time with this. Choose a chapter book that has a movie version. And when you finish the book together, then you get to watch the movie version as a family movie night. Maybe your goal is simply to get everyone together. Now, just holding a family meeting uh, kind of achieves that goal, doesn't it? So many of the suggestions I've already mentioned would go along with this goal. You want to choose something that keeps everyone together for a little bit longer at family meeting, but that also fosters the family relationships that will continue throughout the week. So kind of the same thing I was just talking about with the family movie night or playing a game, something that everybody is going to want to continue to do together. So the goal with this time is going to be not only to get everyone together now, but to keep everyone together throughout the week. So maybe you do a devotion together that everyone continues on their own throughout the week. You know, if you're doing family meeting on a Wednesday, you do Wednesday's devotion together, but then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all the way through Tuesday, everyone is expected to be doing that devotional on their own. And they may just automatically choose to do it with a sibling one day or, or ask you to read it to them one day. Or, and it also will open up the opportunity for more conversations to happen throughout the week. Another idea that you can do during family meeting for this goal is to talk about Sunday's message at church. Maybe you introduce a new board game. The cool thing about introducing a new board game that you're, you know that your kids are going to enjoy and then leaving it out in a specific place throughout the week, your kids are going to want to play it together again throughout the week. So that's a really cool thing to do. You can practice together for a sport. You know what this does is it gets siblings involved in their brother's or their sister's sporting event, and then they're going to likely want to go to the game this week. Um, you could plant a garden together and maybe at family meeting you tend the garden. Uh, you could do or plan a household project together and inevitably that means that everybody's kind of involved in making sure that that happens. 
maybe your goal, this is the last example I have. Now, maybe your goal is to clarify expectations. And my counsel here would be to make lists. So the key for this goal is going to be to involve everyone in the process. So if you have an expectation that all the kids are in bed at a certain time, for example, you need to give the kids a chance to speak into what their bedtime routine might look like. There might be barriers for them that you haven't considered. Are they having trouble finishing their homework on time? This will give them a chance to let you know what they're struggling with related to the goal that you have set for them. Another idea would be to write a daily schedule together. Uh, That kind of gives you an idea of what they're thinking is important in their day, and then it gives you the opportunity to speak into that and remind them what you think is important in their day. If there's anything new you're going to implement, um, you're going to want to share it here during this time in the middle of your family meeting. So if you want to implement some sort of emergency procedures, maybe you practice a fire drill or something like that, that is, this is the time to practice that, right? This is the time to explain what the emergency procedure is. Again, let the kids speak into this. This is something they talk about in school. They can definitely speak into this for you. Um, maybe there's a new discipline strategy that you are wanting to implement, make sure you share that during family meeting. Um, That gives your kids some time to process, again, the opportunity to speak into it, um, and it it helps them. It gives them the opportunity to ask any questions they have as well. If you are going to change the family meeting agenda, then you need to talk about that at your family meeting the week before you change the agenda. Um, so your kids are, have gotten used to a certain agenda, the certain way that, that it is set up and what they're doing, what is expected of them. If there's something new you're going to implement or you're going to take something out of the agenda or replace it with something else, you really need to give the kids And together, um, as a married couple, you know, you need to give everybody a chance to speak into that, um, raise concerns, questions, anything like that before you implement a new agenda. Because this is a family meeting. That means everybody has a voice. Now, finally, you're going to end by putting God first. And I I feel a little bit weird saying that. The ending is where you put God first. But um, one, one thing that is really important in our house as a Christian household is that we put God first. Um, And so as we end our family meeting time, uh, we want to refocus on God uh, before we go do anything else. And so it really is ending by putting God first in our lives as we move out of our family meeting time. So one way you can do this is you could just sit and pray together, or maybe you do some sort of scripture reading. Um, Follow your churches, your pastors lead on this. I mean, that's why your pastors are there. Um, They have thought through their sermon series or their, or if you're thinking of like your children's pastor or your youth pastor, they've really thought through what scripture they're referencing. And so you can take your notes from church 
and you can bring them into your family meeting. And, and you know, that kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off of you to come up with what you're going to read or what you're going to pray about. Um, and it also is going to help your whole family feel more connected to the body of your church. Um, another way to do that is to do church activities. So usually your kids are sent home with a paper at most churches um, about what they have learned in class. Sometimes it includes some things to do together as a family or questions to ask your kids. This would be a great time to implement that. Youth pastors also, they'll generally send an email to parents with suggestions of conversation starters or just, you know, an update on this is what we're talking about. Even if it's a monthly email, you know, this is what we're talking about at youth group this month. Um, Use the resources that your pastors have given you. Another idea of how to put God first at the very end of your family meeting and then throughout the week to continue putting God first is to have a a chalkboard or a whiteboard or or a piece of paper on the wall um, that you can write down who you are praying for this week so that this continues throughout the week. Okay, that was a lot of information. So let's just take a minute to grab a glass of water, and I'm just going to share a quick reminder with you before we get into the last couple tips on family meeting. Hey, if you're planning to cook with me on Friday, September 20th, make sure you visit my website, sparrowkidsministries.com slash podcast to see our ingredients list and the link to the recipe. This month we'll be making Italian mac and cheese, which is a recipe I found from the Slow Roasted Italian. The episode will post on the 20th at 6 a.m. so you can make this meal whenever it works for your schedule. I can't wait to hang out with you again. All right, so we have talked about our goals and keeping that at the top of our agenda, writing our agenda, and now as we continue talking about the basics of our family meeting and making sure that we are totally prepped and ready to start this week with family meeting, we need to talk about our jobs, responsibilities, and participation. So the first step of this is to define the roles of each parent. Look at your agenda and figure out who is leading what portion of family meeting. Now in a two-parent household, you really want both parents to be involved in leading some aspect of family meeting to establish that the two of you are both the leaders and you're both on the same page. So someone needs to lead each different section of your agenda of family meeting. You're going to want to go with your strengths here. So for example, who keeps the calendar generally for your family? That should be the person who leads your calendar time. Um, If it's something, basically, if it's something that you need to be told by your spouse, then it's something your spouse should lead, okay? So go with your strengths here. Figure out what it is that you would be best at leading. Um, And if you're having trouble figuring out what you can lead, um, here are some ideas of things that, you know, virtually anyone could lead. So if you wanted to do some sort of question of the week, anybody could really lead that. This would spur on discussion, and you could easily look up questions 
online that you can use. Um, reciting memory verses or something else that everyone is learning at church, that is something that anybody could lead. Um, prayer, anybody could lead the prayer time. Compliments and appreciations time. Or, or leading a game, you know, even just being the one to pull out the box of Candyland, or or if there's a new game that you're going to play, you know, you could be the one. If you can't figure out anything that, that you could lead, um, you know, you're not the one who keeps the calendar. You're not the one who's organized. That's okay. Um, you be the one to introduce the new game that you're going to play, or to lead the family handshake, or whatever it is that's like the fun part of family meeting um, as you look at your agenda. Now, one thing that you want to remember with this is that everyone needs to have a way to participate from the youngest to the oldest. Now, we're going to dive really deep into how to get everyone involved in our podcast episode on September 30th, where we'll break down every age range from zero to 18 and talk specifically about how you can involve your kids. But for now, let's tap into the basics of how to involve everyone in the family. First of all, one of the rules of family meeting needs to be that everyone comes and everyone participates. It's not a family meeting unless the whole family is involved. This means that if you have a complicated schedule with sports and other activities, you need to be careful about which day of the week you schedule family meeting. And especially if you have a blended family with a shared custody situation, you might have to make some accommodations to make sure that everyone in the family is there for family meeting every week. If your days with your kids change frequently, maybe you'll have to hold family meeting on a different day each week. Now, if this is the case, I strongly suggest that you include some sort of calendar time into your family meeting so that everyone knows what's happening each week. Including your kids who are not with you all the time in family meeting is going to be key for those kids. You don't want them to feel excluded from the family by not including them in the family meeting time. So make sure you schedule family meeting at a time when they can realistically attend. Teenagers who are allowed to make their own schedules or who can drive, they need, they need to be very clear on what your expectations are here. So they're going to have to prioritize family meeting or they're going to lose a privilege, right? Involving them in the meeting is going to help them to understand their role in that process too. All right, we're just wrapping up here and we're going to talk a little bit about rules and then I'm going to talk about how we set up our family meeting time. So at your first family meeting, you're going to want everyone to get involved in writing out the rules for family meeting. So just like when you're clarifying expectations with your kids, you'll want to have some rules up your sleeve that you and your spouse have already discussed and decided on together. But leave it up to the kids to come up with them at first. You can speak into the rules that your kids come up with. This also gives you a chance to hear what's important to your kids. You don't want to have any more than five rules. That's going to be plenty. Get everyone involved in writing them together. And then at the very end, have everyone sign the rules to make sure that they understand that this is a covenant you are making together as a family.
So let me talk a little bit about what our family meeting looks like. We decided together, me and my husband, that we would meet on Sunday evenings for our family meeting. Now our goal is to start at 5.30, but that doesn't always happen. And the kids love to call out when our family meeting starts. They have a little song that they call out, and it's really fun. They enjoy it. And that gets everyone to come to the kitchen table where everyone has a seat that they always sit in. Now, we didn't really assign these seats, but it just kind of happened naturally that they all sit in the same seat every week. And for us, that really helps to keep the kids from arguing <laughs> about where they're going to sit. Now here's our schedule for family meeting. The first thing we do lately is that we read our family meeting rules together. We actually, at this point, can recite them. Everybody recites them together. And then we do a compliments and appreciations time. Now when we first started this, we would go around the table and everyone would give a, comp a compliment to a certain person. Sometimes we'll say everybody's going to give an appreciation to the person on their left. Um, and other times we give them a sentence starter, like I talked about earlier, um, that just kind of gets the ball rolling on our compliments and appreciations. Then we do a question of the week. And this is a time, usually lately, we've been doing a would you rather question. And the kids really enjoy answering this question together. It just kind of, this is how we break the ice, we are having fun together. And then we go into a game. Now sometimes it's a board game or a card game that we have in the basement that we haven't pulled out in a while. And sometimes it's a game that I've printed um, from Pinterest or, or Teachers Pay Teachers or something like that that is going to really speak into something that we want our kids to learn. So we've done games on um, tattling. We've done games on table manners, things like that. And then we go through what our topic is for the week. So just like our goals change, our t that's really kind of where we're sharing our new goal with our kids. Now, sometimes it stays the same. For example, for the past three or four weeks, we've really been focusing in on obedience. What does it look like to obey? And what are the consequences when we don't obey? That has been our topic of the week for a while. As I mentioned table manners before, that was our topic of the week for a while. So whatever our goal is for our kids to be learning and working on, that's our topic of the week. That's just kind of what we call it. And we share it with the kids and we introduce them to whatever kind of system we're going to use this week to really implement that goal, that topic of the week. Then we go through our calendar, and we only do a week at a time. We just kind of quickly go through it right now. Like I mentioned, my oldest is almost eight years old, so our kids aren't speaking into the calendar time very much yet. Um, I imagine when they are teenagers, we're going to start having a calendar, a more complicated calendar time when um, everybody kind of shares, oh, but I have to babysit on this day, or I need a ride to this sporting event, or whatever it may be. Uh, but right now, I just kind of go through the calendar with everybody, and I, and I, yes, I lead this part of the time because I keep our calendar for the family, um, and I just say where everybody is throughout every day. Now, the kids don't necessarily remember, oh, I have a date with Daddy on Tuesday, 
But when Tuesday comes around and they see on their written schedule that we do for them that they have a date with daddy, they do remember that from family meeting. Then we do a time of prayer and we always end with a dessert together. Um, and after family meeting, we almost always do family night, which for us, that means that we watch a movie together and we have a buffet for our dinner. And this is the only night of the week when we are, when kids are allowed to bring food out of the kitchen. So it's a pretty special thing on Sunday nights. So that's what we do for our schedule, um, our agenda for family meeting. And we set this up because of what our goals were and what, um, where our kids are in their stages of life. If we ever change our agenda for family meeting, we will notify the kids ahead of time and allow them the time to speak into what that might look like. No matter what your goal is for family meeting, you're likely going to want the things you talk about and implement to spill over to the rest of the week. That's really the main goal, is that your family continues to talk, engage, and work together throughout the week. As you set up everything for family meeting, you'll want to keep that goal in mind. There are so many things you can do with this time. Enjoy the process, and remember to be flexible. So until next time, I hope you are able to set aside intentional time where your whole family gathers together to talk, encourage each other, pray, plan, and set goals. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for 